Welcome, boys and girls and girls and boys. This is another episode of Ball Court, the world of basketball. And what a world it has been. Seattle might get back to Supersonics. And LeBron's talking about going to the White House right here on Ball Court. Welcome to the world of basketball. I am Coach Drew, and this is Ball Court. Yes, Ball Court, Ball Court, Ball Court. And what we talk about here is basketball. And yes, basketball is something that that breeds in all of us. It's something that makes us all happy. And the PNC, the PNW is no different. And what I'm talking about is the Pacific Northwest. Yes. We all remember the days. If everybody remember when Kevin Durant was drafted, if anybody my age remembers the glove and Rain Man, we are talking about the Seattle Supersonics. Oh, what a beautiful time it was where trash talking used to rule the NBA, where people used to get dunked on and get pointed out right after. It was a different time and a different breed. But guess what? The Seattle Supersonics went away. But there's a possible return to for the Seattle Supersonics to the league. Yes, 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 yes. It was announced that Jenny Durkin, the mayor of Seattle, she's optimistic after speaking with uh, as speaking with Adam Silver that there may be a return of the Seattle Supersonics to the NBA. Seattle, but not to mention that they're also looking at. Uh, other teams as well, other expansion teams and other expansion locations. And what I mean by other expansion teams is Vegas. Yes, they might have a team right here in my town, right here in Vegas. I'm super happy about that. But before I get too happy, I want to give you all the information because teams don't just pop up out of nowhere. See, what's taking place right now is the NBA is actually in need of some cash. They need a little bit of income coming in. They lost billions of dollars in revenue due to the um, due to the pandemic, as well as you know they earned a little something back with the bubble and everybody watching the playoffs. And as a matter of fact, it was an exciting finals. So get watch LeBron get his fourth ring and doing his thing right there. Yeah, I'm telling you, it was an amazing time. 17 championships for the Lakers. It was a great time. People watched, people turned out, they made a little bit of money, but they're still losing money hand over fist. The more times that games are being played and people are not able to be in the stands, they're losing money. So the NBA on a whole has been losing money, so they need to find a clear way that they could generate a little bit more income. You know? Now, let me go ahead and take a look. You know, they had some, a few, a few ideas which they could go about, but one of the cleanest ways and the quickest ways would actually be a possible, um, the, the, the brands and expansion. Now, with that being said, there would be two teams that will go ahead and do so. Now, they do look, when they're looking at adding two teams, it's going to the highest bidder. And right now, we're looking at a $2.5 billion. Yes, you heard it correct. I said $2.5 billion in order to go ahead and get in. And if you have been doing your math and been watching your NBA and watching the, you know how much the teams has been worth, let's go ahead and take a look at that. So that means for the Los Angeles Clippers, it was worth $2 billion. And for the Brooklyn Nets, it was worth $2.3 billion. But nothing matches that record of the two new teams coming in at $2.5 billion. Now, 
that extra income is definitely going to be a resurgent. That will be divvied out among the teams, but just among the team owners, not among the actual team players. So the owners would actually get a little bit of, you know, a little bit of kickback for it. So, of course, they're more than happy to welcome that, you know, another uh, team in. So right now, there's multiple offers coming in from the Las Vegas and Seattle-based groups. So they are coming in. And, of course, Jenny Durkin, she actually feels like this can happen. So, Mayor Durkin, I'm hoping. I My fingers are crossed. I would love to see the Seattle Supersonics playing again. Man, how awesome would that be to have, you know, uh, the uh, the Bulls versus the Seattle Supersonics just watching a game like that with my daughter and just thinking back, man, I remember back way back when. That would be pretty awesome. Or the Trailblazers versus Seattle Supersonics. The Battle of the Pacific Northwest. Oh, Those days are gone. But they can come back. So, you know, fingers crossed. I'm hoping that everything does work out. Because, of course, you know, with a couple of bucks or two, this might be the thing that brings uh, the Seattle Supersonics back. And Vegas. Man, the West is going to be popping. If you're not if you're not in the West, I don't know what's going on. And speaking of the West, we're talking about the championships of the West and actually the champions of the entire NBA, the Lakers. Now, with uh, the the current president that is in office currently leaving office on the 20th of January, LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers have actually had talks of visiting the um, visiting the White House after President-elect Joe Biden takes office. Now, this is going to be something amazing because the last time actually we saw um, – we we saw a team visit the White House from the NBA was actually in November of 2016. Man, that was a while ago. And yes, it was the LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. So right now there has been a drought of players that's actually going in and visiting. But they said that um, after January 20th, depending on how things look, they may be going go ahead and, and doing so. Right now with the first half of the season, that schedule already out, it's not showing that Washington has a home game with um, – against the Lakers to go ahead and give LeBron an opportunity to do so. But they have not released the second half of the schedule as of yet. And you know, barring some things that are taking place with COVID-19 and seeing how they are responding to the pandemic with life outside of the bubble, they are waiting until a little bit closer towards the second half of the season to go ahead and get that released. So we are waiting on pins and needles, and hopefully that does happen shortly after the All-Star break, where Washington is hosting the Los Angeles Lakers, and Joe Biden is once again standing in a picture with LeBron James, five to six people behind him, and everybody is smiling as they get their jerseys, and we can see a little bit of normalcy once again. And of course, you know, Due to COVID regulations, we would have to see how things would actually play out as far as that picture and the meeting when they do go to the White House. So, fingers crossed. Right now, we are waiting until the December. Uh, we want to see what's going to happen for December 22nd to the 4th of March. You know, once that once that part of the schedule gets released. But hopefully, the Wizards will be hosting uh, the Lakers shortly after that. And that will make something big. 
All right. I want to go ahead and jump into the uh, jump into the next topic. Now, as we all know, basketball has been a huge focus right now for a lot to help people take their mind off of what has been taking place in the news. And um, though a lot of issues have been going on in our country, there are some things that right now basketball has to take a backseat to. Now, Paul George and Marcus Morris Sr. has actually been in favor of the NBA shutting down amid this turmoil that has been taking place with the fact that uh, Jacob Blake's, uh, the officers who shot Jacob Blake were not charged as well as um, what was taking place with um, a white supremacist storm in the Capitol. So uh, there was some actual statements that was made. Paul George said, I would have been all uh, like I would have been all for the league to shut down. I think this is something that definitely should have been addressed. But there's a fine line because it does give people some positivity to watch games. And I definitely would have been all for the NBA shutting down. Now, there are some, there are was quite a few NBA players that actually disagreed with exactly how uh, Paul George felt. Now, of course, Marcus Morris's teammate was uh, right behind him in his comments, but Draymond Green, as as um, how should I put it, as eloquent as he could have stated, he made sure that his uh, statements was made made was made and was heard. All right, there's always this to cry on, cancel the NBA game, protest the game, don't play, you know, and that's what Draymond Green stated. He said, but if we were going to protest these games and not play, everyone in America has to be on the same wavelength. Uh, uh, oh, the NBA canceled the game and didn't play, but everyone else goes to work. I mean, that's not the answer, in my opinion. And that's what Draymond Green stated. He said, we speak, we speak up. We do all the things everyone has been doing, but at some point, we need lawmakers to change laws. He further went on to state that if we leave our stage and we drop our microphone, we could no longer speak for these people that we are speaking for. We're taking resources away from ourselves to be able to continue this fight. Now, a very positive message from a very outspoken player right there. Now, Draymond Green's message was, of course, heard around the league. Games were played. People played. They went, they went on strong. But Outside of just playing, they met in a in show embrace, embraces of unity, taking a knee during the anthem in in a few games that have that were played, or meeting into the middle of center court. The NBA has been at the forefront in making sure that uh, these atrocities are not going unheard and not going unseen. Even though um, we know that uh, George Hill. Uh, feeling during the time that he was in the bubble after Jacob Blake was originally shot in the back by a um, by a Kenosha police officer, and that is literally right down the road from where their home arena would be. He felt that it was bigger than the game. At that point in time, they had to step away. But there is so only so much time that you could go ahead and just step away before you realize that uh, that that mode or that way of actually voicing your discontent for what is taking place is not being heard anymore. 
So I do definitely applaud uh, Draymond Green, and I'm in full agreement with him. We need this time to make sure that you are standing on your platform. Your voice is being heard. Um, when we watch the games, and I stated this uh, previously when uh, George Hill was making his way of, um, he was speaking of actually uh, stopping stopping the NBA at that time. And I even say to this at this time, if you lose your platform, if you lose the ability to say what's on your mind, because truthfully, the, the, the select few, like the, the Steph Currys or the uh, LeBron James, you're always going to hear from them. You're always going to be able to speak to them. They always are going to have a platform to speak. But it's the, other, it's the others. It's the, it's the players that you don't get to hear from. It's the players that are not superstars but are sending a message. Now, let's be honest. Outside of the NBA season, most people will not be open to push a microphone in Draymond Green's face. Now, the fact that he is playing very well as well as uh, coming back off an of injury, he's a story right now for the uh, Golden State Warriors. And the Golden State Warriors not having Klay Thompson and with uh, Steph Curry dropping a 62-point game as well as playing and coming right back after and dropping a 30-point game in the return with Draymond Green, it makes Draymond Green a story. It makes It gives him a reason to have to be interviewed. So if it wasn't for the game, he would lose his platform. And that message that he stated would be buried under article after article that has came up. So amid the turmoil, amid all the things that is taking place where people feel like they are losing grips with what was, what once was in our country, he gives us that level that say that, okay, a little bit of normalcy as well as the platform to speak on this is what is needed. Now, I'm not a psychiatrist of any kind, so I'm not going to say that this is what exactly what we need. But I'm leaning to go ahead and go. I'm leaning to his side. I'm believing in this one. So, Draymond Green, I want to thank you for your words. And we're going to take a quick little break right here on Ball Court. I have some more coming back right here. So stick with me. This is the world of basketball. I am Cole Drew, and this is Ball Court. Welcome back to Ball Court. I am Coach Drew, and this is the world of basketball. As a matter of fact, 
we're going to jump right into the world of basketball. And when I talk about the world of basketball, I usually always I usually always talk about three major leagues right now. You know, the Basketball Africa League, which hopefully with things going going the good direction right now over there in Africa and we're seeing that COVID is taking some positive steps. We're hoping that that does come along shortly. I normally talk about the NBL and we talk about what's going on down under, you know, in that bubble. But yeah, there's been some exciting games, but the one place that I talk about, yes, the CBA, the Chinese Basketball Association League. And who can I talk about better than their biggest star, Beijing Ducks, Jeremy Lin. Actually, there was some problems that was going on a couple weeks ago where they were trying to prevent him from signing a contract to get him back into the NBA. But a lot of that has been resolved. But he's not quite in the NBA doors as of yet. He is signing with the Warriors G League team in his latest NBA comeback. Now, fingers crossed, we're hoping that everything does go his way. But as we do know, we're looking for that Linsanity feel once again. Now, let me break down what that Linsanity feel was. Back in um, back in the, the few, few years ago, because he has been in the league for a little while. Actually, he was only out of the league for only a season or so. Because um, he just, in 2019, had actually won a championship with the Toronto Raptors. So it wasn't like he was... Um, it wasn't like he was just not in it anymore and just going in the wrong direction and he just didn't want to play. He just felt like that the league gave up on him. You know, after a bad injury one year coming back, winning the championship, even though he was a championship player on a championship roster, it just wasn't working out for him. As a matter of fact, during that time, I was even speaking that there was other players that were looking to try and get signed, like uh, Jamal Crawford or... Um, you know, and we even spoke of Jeremy Lin getting signed, but it just wasn't looking out. His rock bottom was hitting rock bottom. So he went over to Beijing and he was playing. He's been playing phenomenal, dominating teams out there, looking like his old self. So uh, with his return now, of course, he is optimistic that he believes that this is his way back into the league. Golden State right now is probably one of his best bets at looking at getting back into the league. If you take a look at, you know, Steph Curry is doing what Steph does. You know, Steph is Steph being Steph. But you look around everywhere else, you're not getting a lot of scoring input from a whole lot of people. Of course, Draymond Green being the savvy veteran that he is, he's going to be able to put the ball on the floor get you a couple points here and there. James Wiseman, a phenomenal rookie. I'm talking an actual beast of a man. He can run down and just jump over you, but he's athletic enough and skilled enough to put the ball on the floor to get around you. He's a very talented big man, and I see a, a very bright future for him. But there are some question marks that you see on that floor, especially when you watch the game. You see people like Kelly Oubre losing the sight of what is actually important, the basics, the fundamentals, of the game and going along with the, the, the showmanship of the game. Don't get me wrong. I understand as well as everybody else, basketball is entertainment. It's a show. But still, the fundamentals are important. Scoring has to come over 
everything else and showing off. Now, when you see that his play is not what it was when he was playing with the Phoenix Suns, and you see that you got young, hungry players coming up, not to mention savvy veterans coming back from playing phenomenal basketball and playing very fundamental basketball in Beijing, you take a look and you see that him being on that Golden State Warriors G League team is probably Jeremy Lin's best way to get back in the door. So, with all with that being said, we're all sitting here firmly pressed with our fingers crossed that Jeremy Lin will be entering back into the NBA shortly. Because me, myself, I am ready for another bout of insanity. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into the next topic. The NC2A tournament. Man, guess what they're planning to do? They picked up an idea from another basketball league. Hmm. Guess who it was? The NBA? Yes, they're following suit with the NBA, talking about that they're looking to actually play the NC2A bubble in the tournament directly in a bubble. It's going to be just like the bubble that they saw down in Disney, but a little bit different. It's going to be in Indiana. They're going to make sure that it's going to be at two different locations, couple locations, and this way they will be able to shuttle it back and forth and maintain cleanliness and keep everything locked in in a confined presence. So. This is something, this is actually something that's pretty big for the league. Because if this does work, this could be the future of what we're looking at as far as, um, uh, as far as uh, basketball would go. Now, the 2021 version of the March Madness is going to look, it, it will actually look a lot different. See, all 68 teams will be able to come and compete for that national championship and play most of the games. And uh, like I said, a few venues, you know, is going to be in Bloomington and between West Lafayette. Now, the reason why this actually works out, especially in Indiana, is because it's going to be right directly under the nose of the watchful eye of the NC2A. Now, we all know that the NC2A's uh, governing body is actually uh, set directly in Indiana. So they are watching... Um, what is going to be taking place. Now, the bulk of the teams will stay in hotels connected with the Indiana Convention Center and will be used as a practice facility. So the Indiana Convention Center is also going to be one of the venues that will be utilized so uh, where different teams can come in with different floors and they will be able to uh, practice, train, and get ready for their for the big, for the big day. Now, there's certain things that we all worried about, you know, due to COVID because, you know, we saw what happened with the Heisman Trophy um, ceremony and things will change. We're worried about will this still, you know, will still, will still, will things still be the same, you know? Will it still feel like how it is? But guess what? Selection Sunday is still scheduled to be for March 14th and the Final Four is still set to be April 3rd and 4th at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. So this is going to be something where we're going to find out if that working within these uh, small communities or these small different venues and having it set up like that in a bubble fashion with limited attendance, if that could be a positive way that we have that March Madness brought to us once again. Now, that is barring the fact that uh, nothing does happen, you know, such as, you know, the pandemic uh, shuts down things once again and nothing like that does take place. So hopefully, fingers crossed, you know, everything does work out and I'm looking forward to uh, an NC2A March Madness. It's like 
that's something that I really want to see. I'm actually excited about that. Now, I want to jump into this next segment. Now, this next segment is one that's near and dear to my heart. Every every uh, week we come back, we have another word for from the coach. Now, sometimes we talk about, you know, the grind and, you know, the things like that, that makes it, um, uh, the thing that makes basketball real. But this time we're going to talk about something that is very real in basketball. Basketball is not a game of uh, fairness. It's not a game of equal opportunity. You don't, you don't get the same amount of uh playing time just because you're on the team. You don't get the chance to take the game-winning shot just because you showed up. You, If you are the best person for the job, you are actually awarded the job. You are given the one, the opportunity to take the last shot because either you are a clutch shooter or you are the best shooter on the team. When a technical foul is called, they don't ask who wants to shoot it. They usually select the best shooter on the floor to go ahead and make that shot. This way you can punish the, the other team by hitting that shot. That is the reason for it. You don't give the you don't give Draymond Green a 35-foot three-pointer and have him pull it up and say, well, how come you didn't hit it? You give it to Steph Curry. You give it to the best person for the job. Now, the reason that I bring this up is because a lot of us, um, a lot of pundits were actually surprised and made it a, such a big deal when uh, – Greg Popovich was thrown out of a game earlier this week or earlier last week when he was uh, thrown out of a game and Becky Hammond had to take over and lead as the head coach of an NBA team. Yes, you heard me correct. Becky Hammond was the, the, the first female to actually be a head coach for an NBA team. Now, we remember last season when uh, Greg Popovich was thrown out of the game and Tim Duncan was the one who stepped in and was at head coach, and people felt like Becky Hammond was slighted. It wasn't that she was slighted. It was, at the time, the best person for the job was Tim Duncan. But at this point in time, when uh, Greg Popovich was thrown out of the game, it was no big deal. It was not a question of who would be the one taking the lead. The person who would be the one taking the lead would be the best person for the job, Becky Hammond. And it didn't matter if it was uh, Re Rebecca Hammond or Robert Hammond. It, it, that wasn't the thing that was of importance. What was of importance? was she was the best person for the job and she celebrated out there and stepped out there and gave a great performance she rallied that team and the team played very well around her I myself after watching that game and watching her mannerisms and actually getting a chance to watch her during um some during some summer basketball and during during uh the summer leagues in the past I definitely feel that Becky Hammond is ready to be a, a an NBA head coach, hands down. There is very, very, very few current head coaches right now that I feel that is better than Becky Hammond. And Greg Popovich, of course, is one. I definitely feel that he does have that uh, have that over her. But Becky Hammond does command the team, and she did very well in that game. So. The reason why I bring this up for a word from the coach is that it's not a big deal. It's just like when you make a layup that you've made a thousand times. It's not a big deal. 
I don't have to over-celebrate it. If you made the shot that you made a million times from the free throw line, it's not a big deal. You were just the best person for the job. And just like Becky Hammond was on that day when Greg Popovich got thrown out, I felt that in itself was the bigger story than Becky Hammond stepping up and being the coach. So in turn, what I will say is in this story here, we will speak that Greg Popovich got thrown out of the game, you know, off a couple of technicals, but the assistant coach stepped up and made a great showing. Regardless of gender, regardless of who it was, congratulations, Becky Hammond. I want to tell you, you are a phenomenal coach, and I guarantee you I will be analyzing stuff that you do in the future. And before I get going, I want to go ahead and thank everybody who was, you know, listening and made this all possible. Definitely CWN Sports. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, I definitely, wherever you go, get your podcast, whether it's Google Podcasts and you go to iTunes and get your podcast, go ahead and subscribe to Ball Court. This way you get the ding. You know I did my thing. And keep your notifications on because every time I drop a new one, you want to make sure that you're on there. And you want to keep on watching and staying focused for Let's Kick It. Let's Kick It. You know, we're good. that's where we talk about some of the biggest and the best shoes and the best events that's taking place in basketball and fashion world. We're trying to bring them both together. Let's Kick It Shoes. You can check us out on Instagram. Go follow me there at Let's Kick It Shoes. And you can follow me at DrewCoach43. See, we're letting the dogs out. Everybody's coming out right now. So what I'm telling you at this point in time, so go follow us. Go check us out. And, of course, in the mornings, you got to wake up with the Sean Harvey morning team. They're doing their thing. They're having a great feeling. Watch them. Check them out. And follow the Blitz as well. Malik, he has a great spin on the way that he gives you the sports, and he'll tell you the truth and give you the skinny behind it. That's the guy you want to follow. Keep on listening to Malik. He's doing his thing over there with the Blitz. Now, before I get going, I got to give a special shout out to the guys over there at checkthecashin.com. Hey, check them out. Checkthecashin.com. Cash to Checking is one of the nation's leading finance companies, providing up to $400,000 in unsecured funding for business or personal use. We have relationships with over 250 lenders nationwide. Through the use of our proprietary software, we are able to secure over 80% more funding for our clients. We help clients obtain funding for real estate investment, business startups, down payment assistance, working capital, meta. And that was cashandcheckin.com. When you start ready, when you're ready to start living your dreams and you stop ready to live theirs, go to cashandcheckin.com. Tell them, go Drew Central. I'm telling you, this is 2021. You no longer have to have a job, have a business, own a career, do something big. Cashandcheckin.com. You have a great one. I will see you next time right here on Ball Court. Don't forget to like and subscribe and catch me right back here. Or you can see me right there at Let's Kick It. I'll see you next time. You have a great one. I'm Coach Drew, and this has been the World of Basketball. This is a CWN Sports Network presentation.